Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome into another edition of Beating Your Bookie. Fox Sports the Gambler presented by Cure Auto Insurance. And we got some things to talk about today. Uh, this is this is basically going to be a, an hour-long venting session. Uh, maybe get into some other things as well. But I imagine this will mostly be about the Sixers. Um, Poe. I know. Look, you're you're one that uh, has been very vocal about this team. I know they've looked good, and you know it's it's easy to be impressed by what they did in the regular season. Uh, but a lot of things I know that you've said before, uh, I'm sure you're thinking now, especially when it comes to uh, someone by the name of Ben Simmons. <laughs> well, you know, look, I would say this much. I had said before the season started that Ben Simmons should be traded, right? You know, I said that he will. I, I still say this as long as a guy cannot uh, is too scared to shoot a three pointer or shoot a 12 foot jump shot. We talked about this. You shouldn't be in the NBA, let alone be considered an all star. I mean, what, what would happen? Does he think that he's actually going to blow up if he actually shoots and misses? Is he scared that he won't even hit rim? Like, what's wrong with him? Like, how do we find these head cases like him and Markel Fultz? They're like, we, we go and recruit like the Chuck Knobloks of the basketball world. And then we expect them to be superstars. But look, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, we're the ones who look like we're a young team. How do we collapse with huge, almost 20 point leads in the second half? That is the hallmark of a team. That's a veteran team. Doesn't care what the score is in the first half. They come back with a vengeance in the third quarter. And then by, you know, the fourth quarter, if you're within 10 points, they steal a game from you. That's the hallmark of a veteran basketball team. We, like, it's unbelievable. It's like we come out of the gates with this mission, like, we are awesome. And then we're like, you know what? It's over. We, we're so good that all we need to do is just coast. And they don't even realize, like, this is the playoffs. Well, right. What What is it? Because the first half, they were amazing on defense. And they held the Hawks to 16 points in the second quarter. Because all this, I mean, we can get into the offense. Obviously, offensive woes, that's an issue. But what makes this team why they win a lot is their defense. They were great in the first half. They gave up 40 points in the fourth quarter. They gave up 29 in the third. Like, that's... That's where I think you're right. Is that a lack of focus? Is that arrogance? Is that just a lack of effort? What What is that? Why, if, if they're going to be a good team, they need to be elite defense for four quarters, and they yeah. haven't been able to do that. Here's what I saw. You tell me if you agree. So here's what I saw. I saw a second team that normally comes in with a tremendous amount of focus, understanding that their number one goal is to actually play elite defense and have a couple guys that take move the ball around and take smart shots. What I saw last night was a second team that came in with a 20-point-plus lead and Shake Milton thinking for some reason that he was actually really good. And then he came in and he was like, we don't need to move the ball, move the ball around. I'm actually pretty good. Half those second-team players played slack defense. Shake Milton actually thought he was good. Somebody went to him and said, you know what? You are actually good. You can play against a number one D and a number one team, and you can score. You don't even have to get a good shot off. Just do what you think makes you great, shake, and why you have that nickname. And they started missing shots. They gave up momentum. The other team was focused. And then by the time we decided to hit the panic button, up by 12 points, and we stuck Embiid in, and he scored a basket, I think what was happening at that point in time is Ben Simmons' psyche was also kind of messed with because whether you like it or not, when you go 0 for 6 from the free throw line during the span of when that second team comes in, in my opinion, when the own home team sort of mocks you and that you can't even make a foul shot, your confidence gets shot. And then we started panicking. And at the end, I felt like Embiid, you know, like, like a rookie – started playing hero ball thinking the only way that we're getting back in here when we're down by six is if I'm triple teamed and I do a fall away jumper from 10 feet and it was a waste of a possession. And I just felt like it was, it was honestly just like panicky mentality. I don't know. 
It was panicky. And you know what? A little bit of that comes down to coach, right? Like a little right. bit of that has to come down to, hey, guys, we're, we're not doing what we were doing well in the first half. Like, let's get back to do it. Because it was, to me, it was pretty easy of what they were trying to do in the second half that just wasn't working. And Bede was playing from the perimeter more, and he was trying to drive in instead of just posting up. Because, like, that's just not what you should have a seven-foot, 280-pound center do, especially in a bum knee, is try and drive in from the perimeter when he could just set – up in the post and get, create himself an easier shot, but they panicked. I think it was all you're right. It was panicking. Nobody else is making shots, and Embiid thought that he had to do it all on himself, and that just had to mean trying to drive into the lane and as a seven foot guy. Talk about the absence of Tobias Harris. I mean, uh, that, I, is, that is uh, that is that is that is unacceptable for a max like contract gross? player. Unacceptable. He scored four points with four rebounds and three assists. This I, guy I, gets paid twenty plus two million. for eleven from the floor. I just. <laughs> It's unbelievable. I mean, look, I would say coaching, I agree, but the only thing I'd say is this. There was a timeout where Doc Rivers was livid with his team for not moving the ball around. And that was just in the time span where they were going from that 20-point lead to, oh, my God, they're getting within single digits. And I think Doc Rivers was trying to hold his team together to understand you need to move the ball. You need to trust your teammates. And they stopped doing it. And quite frankly, how many times did that teardrop? Lou Williams was like – was was on fire. He was like an NBA jam. Right. You know? How how is Lou Williams giving them great points on the bench, but yet Tobias Harris can't do it? Like uh, Lou Williams outplayed Tobias Harris. That I can't happen. That can't happen. Yeah, that's why I think superstars. I don't know why we ever let Lou Williams go. I don't think there's a team in the NBA that ever let Lou Williams go and said this guy doesn't have them and this guy's ice. He's like. He is veins of ice. He does not get worried about any pressure situation. That guy will shoot at any place at any time. He doesn't care what the score is. I love Lou Williams. I don't know why the Clippers got rid of Lou Williams. Like, I just don't get it. He's a, he's a perennial scorer off the bench. It's stupid. Um, but I still think, look, they, still, they had 20-point leads in both of these games for a reason. They have far more talent. They are far more better as a team. I'm not worried about coming back and winning two games. I don't care if it's on the moon. I don't care if it's in the backyard of Nate McMillan's basketball court in his driveway. I still think that the Sixers will spank if focused. They land. You do? Yeah, I I think. I hated that body language at the end of the second half. They look like a defeated team. They they look defeated, though. Not everybody. You know, everybody said the second. No, it wasn't the second half. It was the fourth. Fourth the fourth quarter, quarter man, because the third quarter, if you look at the Hawks' demeanor, they were ready to give up. They were ready to fold if the if the if the Sixers would have had some type of killer instinct. They didn't have it. I mean, Trey and those guys were ready to. And also, let me tell you this: if I was Ben Simmons, I'd punch Trey right in the mouth every time he went up and fouled him at the half court line. He gonna he gonna go like this right next to him. I said, dude, you got you, you do that one more time. I'm gonna smack you know, I'm smack the I'm gonna smack fire from you, bro. I'm going to smack fire from you because that's totally disrespectful that he allowed that man to do that. And that's two games in a row that they have hack a Ben and he allowed that to happen. Yeah, I'm but, so pissed off for Ben for letting it happen. Well, and if I don't see that snorting emoji pick on Ben's um, on, on, on Ben's uh, 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 Twitter. Twitter or whatever it is, I'm going to be pissed off at him. I'm going to want to punch him in the mouth too. <laughs> but let me ask this question though. Have we known Ben Simmons ever to seem like he ever takes anything personal or gets angry? That's the other thing I feel like what he, he does not give me and why I don't love the guy is because he's not passionate enough. At least Embiid is passionate. I don't care if Embiid goes 0 for 12 in game four because he looked like he left it all on the floor and he was gassed. I don't know if the guy just had no sleep and, you know, didn't, didn't take his melatonin or something. Like, he looked like he was absolutely gassed in game four. But I would take a passionate Embiid that fails over a passionless Simmons who still doesn't address the fact that he cannot make free throws. Well, what is the address? He, I mean, he know he can't make free throws. We know this. <laughs> but the, 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 the mere fact that he allowed this man to walk right next to him and, and keep, you know, putting up like, you're shooting right, you're shooting right. He fouled the man at the other goal and, and went straight to the restaurant right next to Ben Simmons. And Ben let him do it, bro. That just shows me the lack of respect that Trey Young has for Ben Simmons. But doesn't that, but but like as my my dad would say, what I don't like about people in this world, I have personal experience in this. 
Don't expect any respect till you earn the respect. So quite da, da, da. frankly, I think that Trey Young gets to actually do that to Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons deserves no respect when it comes to it. And here I got another question for you, right, Barrett? So Doc Rivers was interviewed after the last series, and I think it was the beginning of this series, where they're doing the hack of Ben thing. And he said, let me tell you guys something. If you think I should be pulling Ben Simmons from the floor, you just don't know anything about basketball, right? But then after a few games where Ben is terrible and cannot hit those free throws, he's pulling them from the floor. So let me ask you a question. Is it not true that Doc Rivers was saying that as a good coach to try to change the mentality of Ben Simmons and say, I'm going to give you the opportunity. I got faith in you because they were meaningless first round games. But now that he's seen that Ben Simmons is caving like a cheap suit, he's realizing, listen, there's a lot of talk. And then there's me as a coach. I cannot leave a guy on the floor who shoots 33% from the free throw line when we're talking about possessions with 30 seconds, one minute to go in the game. That's about practice. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You, you, you can't, as a coach, put the rest of your team in jeopardy and allow it to happen. Now, it's your fault. And honestly, if they end up losing this series, I'm telling you this, bro. There's no way that that you you bring back Doc Rivers because this has become a pattern that's very inherent in what he's what he's is as a coach. You know, this will be the third time that he's lost a playoff series in the playoffs when they when they've been up by three, three games. So you seriously have to consider two. it letting him go. They only let him up. They're only up by two. They were up two one, so not three. So oh, okay. they weren't up three one. But I do think if they just win this game, they're a better team, though. Yeah, they, they're, yeah. they're ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. They they should. But look, you agree? They it's not over. They beat them in Atlanta. They come back to Philly. They smoke. yes. You're right. You're right. And I think they will do that. They better do that. But this is the number one seed that's not playing like a number. They play a number. They play like a number one seed for three quarters, and in the fourth, they just just fall out. I mean, what is it? Is it? The bench, the bench not being able to hold their, pull their own weight. Well, Doc's got to stop that. That's that's got to be done. Like now, I thought you could do that because it's the Hawks and the Wizards. You can't do it anymore. You can't you can't leave these guys out for that long. I'm sorry. Like we're watching Kevin Durant play over 45 minutes or like 40 some minutes. We saw James Harden play over 40 minutes with a hamstring injury. Like they they have to. They, ben Simmons has to play 40 minutes. Tobias Harris has to play 40 minutes. Well, I'm so, like this Harris this stuff. Really this has awesome. got to stop. It's ridiculous. And like I, these I, bench I, minutes are ridiculous. Bare minimum, you know what? Like mix in some of the starters. Like I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you know resting Embiid uh, for a period. That of time. you have to. Yeah. Like you're you're forced to. Yes. Right. But I do agree with you. Why not Tobias Harris making twenty million a year? That's basically not even expending. Should any be playing over forty night. minutes easily. Yep. Keep him on the floor. The guy's not gas. He hasn't even taken a shot that even made it into the basket. Let what the is that? A potential score in the second team. Why right? is that? Why is it that they don't that 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 he doesn't shoot? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Like he used to shoot during the season. I mean, come on, man. Four points. Well, he was doing it for most of the postseason, and these last two games has been quiet. It's been non-existent. Four points, though? Come on, man. That's, it's, it's terrible. That's a travesty. Yeah, Ferguson I mean, Korkmaz had double with the points he had. Exactly. Come on, I love man. the Get way Korkmaz plays. I like the way Korkmaz plays. I, I mean, Seth Curry, man, this guy is the real deal. By the way, I mean, I, I think if he, I he, thought he was just a guy. Yeah. I actually thought he was just a guy. He's yeah. more than just a guy. So let, let's let's go into the uh, 
the, the Brooklyn Nets, and we were talking about this, and I've said this all along. I, I said, what did I say? The number one player overall was Kevin Durant, and I said the number two player overall was Damian Lillard. I, you know, How can you look at those stats and not tell me that Kevin Durant is not by far the most talented yeah. player in the NBA? 49.17 rebounds and 11 assists, and literally they only had to stop him. It wasn't even like they were scared of somebody else. They're just like, this guy's going to get – and by the way, Look at his field goal percentage. That's what blows my mind. This guy is shooting like 55, 60% from the floor and scoring 49 points. You know what right. I'm saying? Well, yeah, it's and that, like- was, that was what was hard to keep, with the Bucs to keep up with because the Bucs aren't an efficient offense. They have to basically win by defense and, you know, the occasional bucket. Uh, but they couldn't keep up. And I thought Giannis was doing a great job, but just they couldn't keep up with Kevin Durant and Jeff Green shooting almost over like 70% from the But, right, who the hell is game. Jeff Green, though? Right, exactly. Come out exactly. of nowhere. Dude hit seven of seven threes or whatever it was. like they take. But those two combined for all the points, and we're shooting over 70% for the floor. How can he – like, you can't be that efficient. It's impossible to keep up with that. Like, exactly. that is insane from Kevin Durant. And to have at least Jeff Green to help him do it as well, like, that's – it's insane. The Bucks stood no chance against it. No but, chance. But, but to have 17 rebounds and 10 assists. Well, that, that – 11 yeah. assists. 11 assists. Come on, and, man. I mean, especially when you had nobody to give this ball to because right, Harden for scored Green. five points for crying out loud. By the way, I did not watch. Did did Harden look like he is not going to be 100% the whole time? Uh, I don't think so. I think, that, I think that hamstring's injury pretty severe. And Yeah. You I, can't – I mean, hamstring is one of the things that are nagging injuries that you can play with, but it's a lot different from meniscus. Meniscus is, a, is an injury that, you know, the beat and beat has. There's a pain tolerance it's not a stability type of injury. You can, if you can, if you can handle the pain, you can play through it because it, it not it doesn't stabilize anything. Your hamstring is different because it stops you from being explosive. It stops you from getting from point A to point B fast as you can, and that makes things a lot harder on a guy who's the point guard. And who that's has, his, you know, right. That's his game. <laughs> yeah, you know, who has a, He wants to take it to the. He wants to take it to the to the cup so we can back up and shoot his three. You know, it really takes that explosiveness out of his game. So it's gonna be hard for him to really go forward and that thing not bother him for a major point of um, the rest of his uh, playoffs. Let me tell you guys something. But Vegas has a, a, a desire to get more ratings because I used to get from my bookie that. You know, Vegas is in cahoots with TV and TV can't stand anything less than game sevens. So from looking at the spread, the line has gone from opening at the Bucks minus three and a half points to the Bucks minus six. That means you need to take the Bucks tonight in a blowout against the Nets. And I don't know if that's because they know that Harden's injured. I don't know if well, thinking- Durant has to repeat that kind of performance again, too, because I don't think Harden's going to be on six. Minus six, boys and girls. It, it went from three and a half to six. That says that there's some wise guy money. You need to be pounding the bucks tonight. Uh, I, I just really feel like you, you can't question that. And tomorrow, they don't have spreads yet on that other, those other games. But, um, you know, I've got to believe that from a futures perspective, we're going to see some interesting parts because the Nets are still the favorite to win the NBA title, which means that Vegas is saying – the Nets are going to game seven. They're winning on their home floor. They're going to play the hapless Hawks or the hapless Sixers because now the Sixers have dropped to 12 to one. The Hawks are at 20 to one, which means that they still think the Sixers are going to win game six and game seven. Right. And then the, they think that the Sixers are exposed. My personal feeling is if the Nets win and go game seven and Harden's out, I still take the Sixers because they're self imploding. These are self Injuries are self-inflicted. The yes. Sixers are not, you know, losing because the Hawks are great. It's the Sixers are imploding. And I told people that. I was like, you know, if, if you look at this game, the Hawks were ready to bow out in the, in the third. If, if they had any type of killer instinct, it would have been over. I mean, they, they, they'd have packed up and they just – Trey would have been sitting on the sideline. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not, as, though, it's not as though they did anything but not give up. They just didn't give up. But you look at the Sixers, they totally imploded. They totally just gave it up. I don't know what's going on with them. From, a, from, from, from an athletic standpoint, they did nothing, nothing in their purpose to be aggressive and stop the bleeding. Yeah. Nothing. I, mean, I, think, I think if it wasn't, if you take 
two things out of that game yesterday. It's that if Lou Williams didn't come off the bench and just light it on fire, that team would have given up, right? Because yeah, there it was probably. And, and honestly, the bench, and I don't know if you heard this earlier, Bear, but I felt like the bench came in with too much confidence. Normally, they come in with a lot of hunger, poise, focus. They understand their mission is yep. to hold the lead, to play great defense and not think that they are good scores and go back bucket a bucket. And they realized they weren't that good. And they were too relaxed. They were not yep. focused. And they're the ones who gave up the lead. I blame the bench and the bench unit for the mental lack of focus. And then Doc Rivers keeping them in too long before way too long. they were in focus. Way too long. Way too long. Can't do that. Like that, that's got to go. I'm sorry. That, that bench lineup's got to go. Well, uh, you, you can't, that's the, the playoffs are usually when you play your starters more often than not, like I get to in the regular season, you have a long season. You have to manage that. What are you managing right now? Why? Like Embiid's minutes I get, but why are you micromanaging the minutes of, uh, of Harris and Simmons? It doesn't make any sense because this is like, what, what, what do you have to lose now? Like you, you're getting ready for the, you know, the next month of games. No, you better win the next one or you're not going to have another game. Like I just, I, what are you waiting for to use these guys? What do you like? What are you waiting for? What are you micromanaging them for? Play them. That's what right. they're, they're making all of this money for these minutes in the playoffs. And you're taking them out in key moments in the second for half what? to take for what to, yeah. in the second half to take them out at all is ridiculous. If you want to do it in the first half, just so they're a little bit refreshed for the second. Sure. They should not go out in the second half at all. It's pointless. It's stupid. They should not be out of the second half at all. That This is exactly what you need them for and why they make all the money. Don't well, take them out. You know, it's, 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 you're waiting for nothing. You're waiting for next year if you keep on doing what right, you're doing. Right, exactly. Right. Is that what you're playing for? You're right. playing for next year? Like, what, what are we doing? And and look, you know, I, I think Doc has done a tremendous job with some of these guys. Like, I think uh, the Embiid kind of breakout. Embiid's been great, uh, but this is another level of Embiid. And Tobias Harris, for the most part, has been great. And that we can attribute, I think, a lot to Doc. Um, but this is a theme. And like that's it's it's something that's not going away. Uh, I think even the last like few games of his tenure with the Clippers, he blew like eighteen point leads in those games. Like this is a theme now that two years in a row that Doc's teams can't finish. That Doc's teams blow these big leads and end up losing series in just gloriously uh, pathetic and embarrassing fashion. Like. This isn't, I, I can't ignore it anymore. I wanted to ignore it because I don't, sometimes I just don't believe it. I just think, you know, we make it up in our head sometimes. And that like, you know, if you go up against LeBron James, sometimes you just can't beat LeBron James. Or if you go up against Kevin Durant, you just, you can't beat Kevin Durant. Let, let's but this is a theme though. They should beat the Hawks and they haven't. They, they can't do it. Let's shift over to some NFL future stuff. I mean, look, we got Barrett on this call. I mean, uh, here's, here are the favorites for the MVP. Patrick Mahomes, four to one. Josh Allen. 10 to 1. Aaron Rodgers, 10 to 1. Tom Brady, 12 to 1. Lamar Jackson, 16 to 1. Matt Stafford, 16 to 1. Russell Wilson, 16 Get Matt Stafford out of there. I, I think Matt Stafford's going to be great. Get him out of there. Dak Prescott, 17 to 1. I'm okay. Justin Herbert, 20 to 1. Kyle Murray, 21. Tannehill, 20 to 1. Uh, 30 to 1. I'm sorry. Baker Mayfield, 33 to 1. Carson Wentz, 40 to 1. Joe Burrow, 50 to 1. Does anybody uh, – Kirk Cousins, 50-1. to one, Derek Henry, 50-1. to one, Christian McCafferty, 50-1. to one, Matt Ryan, 50-1. to one. Okay. If you're to ask me, the greatest long shot, the greatest long shot on that board has got to be Derek Henry at 50-1. to one. You're going to give me 50-1 to one that the two-time reigning all-NFL, all, uh, all-world running back – who has led the NFL in rushing for the last two years, who is in the prime of his career, and they just signed Julio Jones to open up that offense along with A.J. Brown, with Ryan Tannehill. You're going to tell me that you're going to give me 50 to 1 on Derrick Henry? <laughs> that's worth that's worth $1,000 there. And you put 200 bucks to win 10 Gs on Derrick Henry. And again, if you, if you lose, you don't get to take your family out to Applebee's. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, who that's a, you like on that list, Barrett? Bro, Applebee's you know, is also a five-star like meal to me, dude. I, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Wilson. Wilson, what'd you say? Is 20 to 1? Yeah, Russell Wilson, I took him last year as well. He was, he's, he's 16 to 1, so he's actually a pretty favorite. But 
I agree with you. Russell Wilson every year, though. A Rod is also ten to one. Is also a good deal, man. You like you like Aaron Rodgers ten to one or Josh Allen twenty to one? I mean, no, Aaron Rodgers. You have to Aaron Rodgers. You have to wait till he gets to a team because he's not playing with Green Bay. But you got <laughs> what is wrong Aaron with that, Rogers? man? What'd you say, Barrett? You really think he's gonna go to another team? 100%. I I either think he goes to another team or he doesn't play at all. I wow. really do. Like he's he's. I think he's kind of put dug his foot into the ground, man. He's a I, weird dude. He is. He's not. He's. I think he wants to enjoy himself now. Like he's 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 definitely awkward, bro. He's like, oh, he is. But like, so is Tom Brady. He like Tom Brady's in completely awkward. But we're seeing Tom Brady in this like really cool, laid back phase. Like you know, doesn't want to. Tom Brady is married to a supermodel, so he's not that weird. Aaron Rodgers dating a pretty big uh, movie star. That's a cover story. It's just a cover for his lack of knowing what he is. (laughs) <laughs> or, or something, you know what I'm saying? Like we just don't know what he is, so he just goes out and dates these people dates on paper. Stars, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So listen to me, Aaron Jones is a weird dude, but I I agree with I agree with you, Jansen. He's either not playing or he's going to another team because there's no way he's way too flippant now with his responses to the to the ownership. In my opinion, you don't take that position like. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Unless you know you're never going back to that building. And he's comfortable with not going back either. He's He's comfortable with that. He'll sit out a year. Which is crazy. When is there an MVP that's a quarterback that sits out for a year? Number one. Number two, how is there not a team willing to mortgage there? If you're going to sell your entire team for Herschel Walker and you're going to sell your entire team for Ricky Williams, there's got to be somebody dumb enough to give whatever the, the, the Green Bay Packers want and the fact that they drafted Love two about- years ago. Dumb enough. I mean, that's. I mean, whatever team ends up making that trade is going to be a Super Bowl. You know, a team that I would hate to get him. That if they, if he, if they really got him, they would win the Super Bowl. It's Denver. The Giants. The Giants Giants would win a Super Bowl if they got a Rod. They would win a Super Bowl. Their defense is is on track now. They just got. Yeah. How is their defense? I guess that would be the only thing. Like how? Because their defense, their offense is great. Just they have to. Daniel Jones is the only thing. Right, like right, it. right. So then they got, you know, look at the running back situation, receivers, Great. the offensive yeah. line. They brought some guys in to sure up that offensive line. That team would be a dangerous team. Dangerous team. They would win the division easily. No, they would like, win no it all yeah. easily. By the way, Saquon Barkley, 100 to 1 to win the MVP. Another I, that's good money there, too. I don't, that's I good don't money. Like that. That's good money. Right now, this guy, if he's not injured, and you're saying that the Giants go 10 and 6 and win the division. And maybe they go far in the playoffs. Saquon Barkley is going to have a lot to say as to why they're successful. I mean, I guess, but we know what this award is for, right? MVP is the best player; it's best quarterback. Like, best quarterback. Best quarterback yeah. on the best team. Like, that's what was the last award. time an MVP was somebody or other than quarterback? Isn't it Adrian Peterson? Like who? who? It yeah, it was like two thousand, like three or something. Like Adrian Peterson, two thousand two or something. Well, I'll tell you guys something. I agree with that, but let me ask you this question: If the Titans go 11 and five or 12 and four. 
if the Titans are the number one seed going into the playoffs, you're telling me Ryan Tannehill is going to be the reason or Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. Right. Of course. So you get 50 to one. You right. Take, right. What you're saying, but I just don't think that that's, you know, I don't agree with you guys on that one. If the Titans do. <laughs> so let's see. The last non-quarterback to win the MVP. Was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Okay. I mean, I, I said two, but 2012, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you're right, dude. That's the – And then even not- even before that, I mean, because running backs in the mid-2000s were obviously the big thing. Like, Sean Alexander and LaDainian Tomlinson went back-to-back uh, 2005-2006. But after that, since 2007, there's only been one running back to win uh, MVP or one player other than a quarterback to win MVP. And all of those running backs have gone to the Hall of Fame. So it's Marshall Falk in 2000. Then it's Sean Alexander, who arguably maybe could go to the Hall of Fame. And he was then, so good. It was a short time, but he was so good in that. Who's that? Time. Tomlinson. Sean Alexander. Oh, yeah. Great with Seattle. What about what about um what what about on the defensive side of the ball? A guy you know, somebody could win a uh, MVP like Aaron Donald. What what are his what are his? There's never odds. been a defensive player to win the MVP, has there? No. What is it? What are the odds, though? Like, I think it's a million to one. They don't even give it to you. They're like, you know what? If you think it, just give me your money, and we'll tell you what you're going to get paid if you're not <laughs> to <defend him."> <laughs> But I agree with you. It literally he is the best player in the entire defense, in the entire NFL. Right. Here's a stat for you guys. It'll blow your mind. I just find it amazing. How many MVPs do you think Peyton Manning won? None. How about five MVPs? Did he? Yeah, Peyton Manning? I mean, that, yeah. that blows my mind. You know, we talk about him living in the era of Tom Brady, right? And Peyton Manning won in 2013. He won it in 2009, 2008, 2004, 2003. I mean, five MVPs this guy's got under his belt? Yeah. I only won one Super Pey- Bowl. Peyton Manning's pretty good. Peyton Manning won two. Yeah, let's give him two. <laughs> That's why Super Bowls mean nothing. Super Bowls mean absolutely nothing. Well, I think it's bizarre that Rich Gannon is on this list and Steve McNair. These are yeah, how, would, how did Rich Gannon win an MVP? Well, but well I know, I know he was good with the – I know he was oh, good. Raiders. Like, yeah, but man, really? They were Rich Gannon? That year. They, they were like a scoring machine, Rich Gannon, that year. Yeah. But, but I would say that what I think is more bizarre is it's not like Steve McNair ever led the NFL in passing. I don't know how Steve McNair won an MVP because he wasn't like a guy who had 50 touchdown passes and, you know, 15. I think that year he was with Manning, though. He did have like a one of those like ridiculous years. And his running back was pretty good, too. Uh, what's his name? Eddie George. Hall of Fame. Eddie George. Yeah. Eddie George was a goat. Um, Yeah, what was it? In 2003, he might have won it. I mean, always had great numbers. But, I mean, in the year in which Steve McNair won it, I mean, the most this guy ever had was a passer rating of 100.4. He threw for – Which he led the league, and he led the league in um, uh, average yards per attempt – Yards per average. Like he did, he did have some pretty insane. Yeah, who cares? He threw for 3,200 yards, which in the NFL today would be like yeah. me stepping in and throwing. I mean, he had 24 touchdowns and seven picks. And you're going to tell me this guy deserved to win an MVP? No way. Get out of here. No I way. Did not, I did not expect this to, to be where the conversation I, I've never liked Steve McNair ever. I thought he's the most overrated quarterback. Whoa! Oh! <laughs> whoa! Whoa! What is – where did this – all right, we need to go to break. We need to call – we need to, cool, like, cool down a bit. Uh, if he didn't get we, shot and murdered for cheating on his wife, I would – All right, this is back. where we go to break. All right, we'll be right back beating your bookie. Welcome back. Final segment of Beating Your Bookie, Fox Sports the Gambler, presented all by Cure Auto Insurance. You should go to them if you need some auto insurance. Um, all right. So let's 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 rope ourselves back in here after what was just a, a absolutely wild ending to that segment that we just had. I mean, even wilder than the Sixers fourth quarter. Uh, let's go into the NBA playoffs, not just the Sixers, because I think we've uh, ranted about that enough. But there's never overall, enough of that, but we'll go on. There, there is that. never enough about it. And we'll right. likely end up working our way back into that. But I want to go to the Western conference here. Uh, Cause now it looks like Kawhi Leonard isn't going to play for the rest of the uh, semifinal Western conference semifinal, but last game is a clipper. You think so? Oh yeah. 
for the, the Clippers don't seem like they're done, right? Well, I, I think they're gonna make some moves, man. But you think they're gonna just, keep? You think they're gonna keep that lineup as you know the way they are? So I, I just want to ask in the Western Conference, um, okay. who comes out of the Western Conference? Because look, I I don't know. I thought the Jazz were going to at least make it to the conference final, and obviously they just lost to the Clippers. Uh, so now the Clippers are up three two, and again they're going to be without Kawhi Leonard, so they have to continue this and fend off the Jazz for two games. Uh, but who in that Western Conference? Like the the Suns are sitting pretty rested, um, and you know they're they're kind of relaxing as everything plays out here. Is it just the Suns? I'm still, I'm still a fan. I, I think that, uh, I think that the Jazz is just gonna, they're gonna take it. They're gonna come back. They're, I mean, that, they got bombarded with a with a Kawhi Leonardless team, and that was the reason why they, you know, they snuck up on him. But you know, come on, man, Donovan Mitchell, he'll be back. He'll be back, bro. Him only scoring 21 points, he's gonna make that happen, bro. You're not gonna get that again. Um, well, yeah, know, he, they, this- they, I mean, they lost basically because I think he, he just had a bad game. Right, right. So they'll be back. They'll win this series. But then I'm thinking, you know, uh, against the Suns, um, I, I think they got a better team than the Suns. I just think that. I mean, even even when you know when you look at um, what's his name coming back from 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 COVID, he, he'll be back in ten days. He'll miss two games. But you know, I just think yeah, a and he team might be Suns. back early. We'll we'll see what yeah. happens with that. But I I I will compare the Suns to a team last year that Poe I know really enjoyed watching in the NBA playoffs and is a big fan of the team, uh, the Miami Heat. Uh, they and the Chris Paul seems to has has worked his way into like a Jimmy Butler role, just a great veteran presence, a steady hand for that team. Uh, Devin Booker, great scorer, does so much for them on the offensive end, but. What what makes a big difference is the fact that DeAndre Ayton is is improving and he took a huge leap forward this season. And it was the same thing like the Heat wouldn't have gotten to where they were if it wasn't for uh, if it wasn't for Pam Adebayo stepping up and because he in that second round took out Giannis for the Bucks in the second round. And he was a matchup nightmare for Giannis. And that's what helped them move on. DeAndre Ayton was a bit of a matchup nightmare for Jokic. Jokic is a great player, but Ayton's athleticism and Ayton's tenacity, and I guess his advanced now knowledge of the game as he's continuing to play throughout his career, it stifled Jokic. And Jokic had a couple of good games, but he had a few really bad ones. And I think we can attribute that to Ayton's progression as he moves forward in his career. And I think we're at a really good point in Ayton's career where he's contributing great minutes. And I think he's such a key piece to that team. And it makes them incredibly dangerous because of it. You know, uh, I think know, the yeah. Suns team is, is, is just complete as you can get. Can we just make this one little comment about this whole Jokic getting kicked out? That was the most over reaction it was it was i agree it was it was was slapping for the ball it wasn't like i mean i've seen fouls where guys are going in for a layup and they've lost their legs underneath them and they foul them and it's clearly blatant and they're not even going for the ball jokic is going for the ball trying to hit the ball (laughs) and like clearly hit it it's just a forearm or whatever that that yeah ooh, ooh, like cry me a river that guy no way should have been kicked out of the game i think that's ridiculous by the way by the way, I'm reading the murder of, uh, you know, St- uh, Steve McNair. He was dating this girl who was just turned 20 years old, cheating right. on his wife. And she was working at uh, Dave and Buster's. And uh, apparently that place. she was pulled over just a few days prior in the Escalade uh, that she was driving. And it says she was charged with driving under the influence or refusing to take a breathalyzer test. She told police that she was not drunk, but high. Okay. Do you know how stupid you need to be to be telling police officers when you're pulled over because they think you're drunk? Listen, I'm not drunk. I'm stoned. (laughs) How dumb do you need to be to be admitting to people that are police officers like this is going to make it any better? So I cannot believe that we just talked for that last segment about the Sixers lack of focus in in their game in the fourth quarter. And we're now in the fourth quarter of this show and post focus has just been lackluster. He didn't listen at all to what we were talking about with the Western conference Barrett. He was looking, I knew like, cause like Poe was just staring at a screen. I'm like, what is he doing? Cause he's not paying attention to a word we're saying and boom, it comes out right there. Well, hold on. Thank- I was just about to talk about eight, you know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, he, he just, you know, his maturity from from the regular season to the playoffs, man, he just took it up another notch, yeah, man. Yeah, maturity. Playing at a higher level. 
Focus. But hold on. But then I turn around. <laughs> I start. I start thinking about what Poe was talking about. I'm thinking. Oh, also, um, she got disowned from her family because she was dating this black guy, and they disowned her from the family, and that's why she went crazy because she couldn't go to her family. She couldn't go to him when he was busy with his family. So it was like a real messed up situation. Why do you Why do you pull me down this rabbit hole, Eric? No, you're why? Right, because you know, here's here's the important part, Eric. Because you're still married. So what the key to learn about this, about Steve McNair's trials and tribulations are, number one, don't date somebody from the Middle East that don't accept black people in their lives. Okay, that's that's rule number one. Number so, so McNair was not that smart of a guy. So A, he dates a, a woman who comes from a culture that does not allow anything to, to date outside the Middle Eastern Iranian culture. B, don't date a girl that works at Dave and Buster's. Number three. No, absolutely. Come on. For, you get a free, like, you'll probably get free power cards. and all. Like, you I can't mean. date somebody that's 19 years old, okay? Like, when you want to start going. <laughs> not all 19. Uh, no, no. You got to pull, 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 pull the limit at 26. <laughs> it's almost pedophilia, you know? There's, like, no, I'm there's definitely date. somebody my age that works at David Buster's that I would. I mean, they wouldn't date me, but I would, you know, I would. You would date them? But I'm just saying, you agree, right? We're talking about a 19-year-old girl that yes. is obviously not that smart if she tells police officers, I refuse to take a breathalyzer because I'm not drunk, I'm stoned. <laughs> you got to be plumb stupid to ever tell a cop, I don't give me a breathalyzer, I'm just stoned. So who do you have coming out of the Western Conference? Sorry. So anyway, that's the moral of the story. Don't date 19-year-old girls. That, that smoke a lot of weed, drink a lot, and drive, and then think they're smart enough to outsmart the police by telling them that they're stoned. Yes. And family doesn't like black people. <laughs> exactly. Right. That would, yes, that would be a huge problem, I, I imagine, for you, Barrett, if that was the case. Um, Bo, who's going to win the Western Conference? Suns are definitely going to win the West. I think the there Suns we go. There we got it. I actually feel like the Suns Sixers would be a highly uh, watched uh, final. Be awesome. Yeah, You know, watching Aiton go against Embiid, I, I actually agree with Barrett. I don't think that there's – I've seen a big man that I'm worried about Embiid facing more than I actually worry about Aiton because he's just like a raw, freaking, you know, agile beast, I feel like. Yep. You're absolutely right. I mean, he's, he's, he's transitioned from being just a guy to being a guy that you have to think about like a – you know, when you, when you play against the Jazz, you got to worry about Gobert. You know, you got to worry about Jokic when you play the Nuggets. Um, you got to worry about Embiid when you play the Sixers. Well, now you have to worry about Aiden when you play, you know, the Suns. You know, he's somebody you have to factor in defensively now because you didn't have to do it at first. At first, he was a non-scorer. Now he's become a scorer, so you have to worry about him defensively. So, yeah, man, it's, it's, he's, become, he's become what they needed to really – defensively being in the middle block shots, but also in the middle scoring as far as, you know, him, the little layups, a little follows putbacks. He's doing those little things now uh, as a center. So here's a question for you guys. Second team. We know what the first team all NBA team is. It's Giannis, Curry, Donkic, Jokic, Leonard. I think arguably, I don't think you can really debate that. I mean, it'd be hard. You could say Damian Lillard, but I don't think Damian brings it enough to be on that first team, I would say what differentiates that first team and being on it is they bring it every night. Luka, Luka Doncic brings it every night. Curry brings it every night. Uh, I would almost argue that Kawhi does not bring it every night. He only no, he doesn't. He needs to bring it. No, He's he doesn't. Like Lillard. But here's what I think is bizarre. I don't think it's bizarre, but I think it's incredible. Julius Randle making the all-NBA second team. Embiid, LeBron James, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, and Julius Randle. That's a huge, I mean, most improved player, but this guy's second team all NBA. He was that good during the you think he was, season. right? You think he was better than the Jimmy <laughs> Butler, Paul George? Uh, wait, who would he be taking as the place? A Ford would be, I guess, Paul George, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And think- look, LeBron James deserved it too. And Beat probably deserved to be first team, but like the whole Jokic thing, sure. Whatever. Whatever you, you put Jokic at, you put Jokic at the four instead of the five. That's what you do. You can do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and he deserved to be on first team. Like it's yeah. it's a little I, ridiculous. I anyway. guess here's what I'm wondering. You guys don't think that Zion Williams or nope. Jason Tatum, nope. those guys would deserve to be on Julius Randle was that good this season. He really was. He was that good for the Knicks. And as we saw, when teams 
when the Hawks focused on him primarily and didn't really care about the rest of the Knicks team, like they couldn't do anything. You know what he reminds me of, though? He could be like a, you know, a steroid up uh, Clarence Weatherspoon. I mean, his stats were incredible, but you're playing for B squad, which are the Knicks. There you go. That's that's a perfect example. There, there you go. He's back focused now. Look at the focus. <laughs> Look at that. Clarence Weatherspoon used to average 26 <laughs> points a game for the Sixers. Well, you know what? Or he's a he's he's I don't think he's I think he's right along the line of a Middleton also. Yeah, yeah. I would but I would you agree that you would take Jason Tatum over either of those? Oh yeah. Yes. But this season right it was better this season. Like yeah. I I don't know, man. I think Tatum over him. That's my opinion. I think this is the year. This is the year that uh I think this is the year that the, the big man has probably made their their biggest impact in a long Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Well, is the now year of the big and, man. and I'm I'm hoping that the NBA realizes that and takes away some of these rules. Like obviously they're they're going to take away like the if a a ball handler will go sideways, you know, into a defender that like that's not a foul or it's, right, it's not a, right, a right. defensive foul. So like it, I I would love if they do kind of get the game back to being a little bit more physical, a little bit more for the big guy. Uh, because I mean, look, just look at Trey young certainly has his entire offensive game is just trying to find a foul. Yep. And I hope it does go back to, you know, uh, the power back to the center. And while we're going back to basketball now, Poe has dropped off. So now we can actually focus on, you know, the things that matter <laughs> around here. Jeez. What a maniac. Um, <laughs> Eastern conference. Like uh, I, I guess with the, the Sixers, you still have to keep them in it. Uh, but this, obviously, with the way the Sixers are collapsing, is opening things wide open for the Nets and Bucks. Um, do you think it is the Nets or Bucks that end up going to the finals? And I'll I'll even ask. No, you this. no, you no, no. Still I think, think the that, Sixers have a shot here? No, I just think it's it's the, it's the Nets. <laughs> it's just period. the Nets, okay? Yeah, yeah just yeah. the Nets. Yeah, just I mean, it's uh, I you know, the Bucks did the same thing that the Sixers did. I mean, they were out and out outplaying them. Um, they had minus, they had a star and a half, you know, they had, and they still were, were able to win the game, you know? So, I mean, at this point, I just think this, this Nets team is just too good. They have too many weapons, too many guys that work well within the scheme that they're trying to execute. I, I just think they're, they're a the better team. And it helps right to now. have the best player in the world. Uh, right, right. Yeah. You know, it, it helps yeah. him. He can, he'll, he'll, he'll give you 49, you know, that's all. Yeah, so I guess the next question after that, and why I did ask like Nets or Bucks, uh, because obviously they probably have a really good path here to the NBA Finals because both teams, I think, will decimate the Hawks. Uh, so they get to the Finals and they run into Suns, Jazz, Clippers. Like, are, Is it just the Western Conference teams look better at this point? Are we giving the Nets a chance? Are we giving the Bucks a chance against any team, especially the Suns? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Do I give the Western Conference a chance against the Eastern Conference? That's what I think. Really? Because I, th I, yes, I think I the think, Western Conference has looked much better. The Bucks no, have not I think been the impressive. There's the Conference got the three best teams in the um in, in in you know playing right now. The three best teams are playing in the East. I well, think the three two, best teams two and I've half. seen have been playing in the West. Two and a, two, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, are you think the Suns or the Suns are probably the most complete team in basketball. How do you figure? How deep they are, how great they are scoring. Their defense is great with Mikel Bridges. Uh, Chris Paul plays good D as well. DeAndre Ayton does. Like it's it's a it's about as complete of a team as you can get. No, no, it's deep no, and they no, can no. win in multiple ways. No, they have no, this. No. They have the scoring from Devin Booker. They have the steady hand and Chris Paul. Mikel Bridges is one of the best three and D players in all of basketball. DeAndre Ayton is turning himself into. I can't a wait. I can't wait because at this point, I really feel as though the, the I think they the would title's going through the East this year. The title's you going think through the so. East this year. Yes, I, I know I so. Just, I can't. I don't. I haven't seen that. Name like, one I, team that's better than the Nets right now, even at one and a half superstars. I think the Suns. I, I yeah, you can look at the superstars, but like we've also seen for the Nets that they don't have anything outside of Kevin Durant. Like Jeff Green was great that game, but if he doesn't shoot seven for seven, yeah, Joe Harris, they can go. Joe Harris. Joe Harris stinks. Come on, Barrett. Are you kidding me? Joe Harris is a bum. Oh my goodness, that Hold dude on, can't they, play any defenses. It hasn't been shooting. So Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie will be back this next game. Kyrie will be back this next game. I don't know. That's the only thing. If he does come back, yeah. I'm the the reports though that I saw. I don't know. I don't know. He'll if he be back. back for the Trust playoffs. me, he'll be back. James Harden will definitely. James Harden will be fine. Once he he'll be fine. He's and he's not even playing right now because. 
because he doesn't want to pull it too much. He's he's saving it for the uh, he's saving it for the conference finals. So, like I said, the, 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 the this at this point the NBA is going to go. It's got to go through the East to win a championship. It's going through the East, bro. Oh man, and you're willing to to bet on that? Let me bring yes, up the odds. Yes. Let me bring up the odds real quick because you're willing to bet that a team in the Eastern Conference because I just. I don't, I, I, maybe it's just me being blind to, or the fact that like the Suns or the Nets and Bucks, excuse me, are playing each other. So they're obviously making themselves look a little bit, you know, canceling each other. right. They're yeah. canceling each other out in a way. So maybe that's what I'm not seeing. But if I look at the futures market and I look at championship winner, like I'm not betting the Nets at plus 150. I would rather the Bucks are a little intriguing at plus 700, but like the Suns at plus 240, like I would, I would rather take them over the net. I think they're better than the Nets. Wow. I can't wait. I can't believe, like, I thought, man, I thought everybody else is on board with this. And like, no, you're, you're, I'm, I'm you're surprised. You're the, you're probably the, the only side. one. You're probably really? the only one. Go to the, go to the other shows and say the same thing. All right. I, well, yeah. I hate I mean, to do it to you. Unfortunately, the, the only other show I'm on is uh, eight to 11 or nine to 11 tonight is just myself. So, <laughs> so I don't know if I can argue so, with myself. So ask yourself that question right. and legitimately turn around, but Look don't answer yourself. in the mirror <laughs> ask myself that question. It's only, it's only bad when you answer yourself. So don't answer yourself, but just think about it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely will. All right. You know, we'll wrap things up right there. Uh, Barrett, good talking to you. And Poe, I can't believe we had to deal with that, that maniac. I mean, complete lack of that dude. I the entire time was talking about a lack of focus from the Sixers comes on to this show. That that is basically his show here. But all I'm gonna say is this: I can no longer look at Dave and Buster's the same way. That's all I'm gonna say, bro. I love Dave and Buster's. <laughs> what is wrong? I love Dave and Buster's. All right, that's that's it. Beating your bookie, Fox Sports the Gambler, presented by Kirado Insurance. Later, bro. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.